regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that stays completely the same every week. You can't shift it from its rocky enclave. I'm joined as I am by every every week by two of the best friends money can buy. And that's John Logblythe and Steve Hogarty. Say hello at exactly the same time. Hello. Hello. Do that in post. Because uh, it sounded real off to me, like Steve wasn't ready to be asked such a thing. Uh, boys, I hope you're doing well. I want to know what your features are, quickly. Steve, what you got? I've got a mysterious letter. It smells like clues, but it stinks of the ocean. Is <laughs> that two different grades of smell? Like, it smells of something, but it stinks of this above that. Yeah, undertones and overtones. Mm. A sophisticated bouquet on that letter. Log, what you got? I'm afraid Wolf Blitzer has been cast from Hollywood, and we're going to find out why. It's got something to do with Voodoo Ray. I've got an AI answer to the question, how would each of us be killed? Should we theoretically be going to a sort of Cluedo-themed murder mystery night next week? Road trip. Pretty harrowing road <laughs> uh, Any Any bits of business we need to get out of the way before we jump into the features? Oh, I've got a thing. Oh. Hey. Uh, you know, in my building group chat, um, yeah. there's always the guy who lives on the top floor sends pictures of the sunset to uh, mm. everyone else in the building. And yeah. everyone is like <laughs> fawningly gracious. And it's like, wow, another stunning sunset. Thanks. From the top floor. Name, from the Thanks, top floor. Penthouse Sally. It's not like, like, I'm not on the top floor, but I'm halfway up the building and I can see the bloody sunset that he's sending pictures of. So it's weird. It's a weird thing. Like, when are we. Whenever I see the sunset, I know we're going to get a message from this guy. Uh, but then something amazing happened. He fell off the building. <laughs> he fell off the building. He was let me, trying let me to get... get as high as possible to get it as good as he could. <laughs> fell off. Like Rod so, Hull. He sent, uh, uh, the amazing sunsets continue at half past seven last night. And then at ten past seven in the morning, someone from the evidently the opposite side of the building, sent a picture of a sunrise and just said, so do the sunrises. Oh. And everyone's like, whoa, mic drop. And uh, their sunrise got five hearts and a shocked face. And top floor guy just got four hearts and a love heart face. Oh, like, Jesus. This that's is going to sting. It's, that's the He's going to start gonna photoshopping st- them to make them more like... Fuck. Yeah. He's going to like photoshop like aerial dogfights and shit being like you won't believe what's going on out there there's an F-22 Battle of Britain <laughs> yeah uh, and also like they're really very processed pictures of sunsets and he always explicitly says that they haven't been filtered or no filters like, oh no filters like no you've used a special app for taking pictures of sunsets what do you no. think that's doing? It's applying a bloody filter, you fool. No filter. I've just got a really good eye for taking the same photo every night. Yeah, that's and, it. Yeah. If he lived in like a revolving restaurant and we had a different angle every time, then maybe that would right. be interesting. But I don't want to see the same window. Yeah, it's the view from our own windows. 
You stupid <laughs> bastard. That's good. I used to say, that's brilliant. I've got something similar, but it's down and left a bit, so it's not as good as that. <laughs> oh, let's have a fucking feature. Oh, what is your fucking feature? Just give me a fucking feature. Please tell me your fucking feature. Oh, regular features, regular features. Here's one now. Is there any sort of chat we want to do? Do you want to sound like we're friends? Preamble no. stuff? No. It's got to go out today. We're recording the intro later, aren't we? Yeah. By that time, we will be friends. They'll and we've already had like 15 minutes chat. It's quarter to three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck. Good to get going. What are your plans this afternoon, Log? My plans this afternoon are to get rid of the hangover by having a small trip to the pub. Yes. And yeah, we've just put Stuart's brother on a train and we went to the, a terrible gig last night, which um, seemed to be defined by a member of the band who thought his guitar should be loudest and his voice should be mixed highest, even though he was singing off-tune and his guitar was shrill and nasty. How do you know who the lead person is if they're not much, like, at least 50% louder than everyone else? Yeah, exactly. Also, we've got an an album by them, this band that was on, and um, you don't hear that shrill guitar at all. It's all very dreamlike and sort of floaty music. And just this, it was just just going... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't nice. <laughs> Sounds great. Ooh, good peak control on this mic. That didn't go in the red at all doing that. No, that sounded fine. So yeah, that's a, I was watching that gig and I couldn't disguise the fury on my face because I was so annoyed at everything and everyone around me pretending to enjoy it. Speaking of peak control, Log, mm-hmm. my interest was peaked when I received Hello. a letter addressed <gasps> to you, no less. To what? me. To this yeah. guy, me. Yeah. This guy with my thumbs on my chest here. That guy. <laughs> yes. Now, I don't know What's what this? it could be or who it could be from, but you know we've got this um, this clue manner thing that we're going to next week. Mm. Uh, it could be, I don't know, tangentially related to that. Who knows, really? But I'm just going to open it and read it. Over it's just to me. It's against the law, actually. That is against the law. Hmm. You have my permission to open the letter. Okay. Now see if it magically unlocked. Okay, here we go. Oh, it's written in a lovely cursive font. Oh, and it stinks of starfish. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Remember that. Hmm. Stinks of starfish. Hello, Log. It is I, your great uncle, Alfred McClue. (gasps) Alfred! Or as I'm better known among my submarine crew, Lieutenant Commander Incognito de la Rose. (laughs) (laughs) If you're reading this very wet letter, that means I have died. Or worse. Either I was polishing the inside of a torpedo tube, and somebody bumped into the launch torpedo button with a big navy arse, or my true (laughs) identity was discovered by my crewmates. As I'm sure you're aware, the McClue family is strictly forbidden from joining any Navy vessel because of how riddles show up as bright green question marks on enemy radar. (laughs) But I felt a calling to this boat, a powerful urge to leave Clue Manor behind and descend beneath the waves in search of the biggest, wettest, and wildest mysteries. Mysteries of the deep! Adopting the name Incognito de la Cruz, I started hanging out around docks late at night and emerging from behind stuff to whisper cryptically at sailors. I would slowly shimmy out from behind a barrel. I would slide into view from near a big pile of rope. I would pop up out of a cargo crate by smoothly transitioning from a kneeling stance to 
a standing position, which to the external observer would seem as though I was coming up in an elevator. <laughs> to complete the effect, I'd make a little bing bong sound <laughs> as I reached full stretch. The key is to buckle your knees again, almost imperceptibly at this point, as though the elevator has a bit of a bounce to it. It really sells the illusion that you're in an imaginary elevator. Over many months of doing the elevator thing, I earned the trust of a gullible stevedore, who smuggled me on board the next submarine going down. I spent two weeks hiding inside a cooler box full of Navy-issue chicken Kievs, surviving by sucking the chilled Kiev juice out of the breaded fillets through a tiny hole I made using my Navy officer pins, so that nobody would know I'd even been there, until they ate the chicken Kievs and it was empty. That, that time, probably too late. <laughs> <laughs> During that time, I learned the sailor's routines down to the last detail, so that when I emerged from my box, I could convincingly assume the role of Lieutenant Commander Incognito de la Rules. How long I managed to survive, I cannot say, because of how writing letters works. It's definitely been at least 24 hours, because that's how long it's been since I was in the Kievs. Oh, you might remember my fondness for narrating my letters out loud as I write them, which in these <laughs> confined quarters now appears to put me at something of a disadvantage. My crew were already suspicious of me on account of how much I smelled like garlic and didn't know what a periscope is. <laughs> and I've already been repeatedly accused of being a fraud by Lieutenant Commander Inconspicuous Van Buren, who stinks <laughs> of egg mayonnaise and says that he definitely knows what ballast is, but why don't you just say it first just so he knows that you know? Anyway, I'm going to pin this letter to my body now, just in case I get mutinied by my crew, who are forming an angry circle around me as I dictate this final paragraph. Oh, and if I am dead, would you mind terribly popping your head into Clue Manor next week to make sure I've left my affairs in good order? I would hate to have left any unsavory riddles lying around in the open. Thanks. <laughs> Lieutenant Commander Incognito de la Ruse. Brackets, Alfred McClue. <laughs> P.S. Didn't think I'd leave you without a riddle, did you? Is <laughs> the mutinous crew circling getting ever closer? It's always time for a riddle. Yeah, the handwriting is getting really shaky at this point. <laughs> Here is a quick riddle about an animal you might find underwater. Tentacles I do be having. And a beak for eating fish. I'd eat Joe Log Steve Matt Gavin. That would be my favorite dish. <laughs> so deadly. <laughs> to eat the regular features, boys, and sleep beneath the waves would be one of life's finer joys. It be the thing I craves. On stormy nights that roll with thunder, sometimes I get scared. Do they know I'm here, I wonder? Would they even care? Then all at once I hear a jingle coming from above. I get that regular features tingle, my beak vibrates with love. I race to the surface and wonder, could it be a regular features live show taking place on the open sea? I wrap my tentacles round them and gobble them up inside and chomp the boys up with my beak and take them for a ride. <laughs> Back down to the ocean floor with my regular features to chew. I couldn't ask for any more, but does this taste funny to you? <laughs> what am I? <laughs>
<laughs> a big underwater bird. You're lots of pebbles. <laughs> some, you're some silt. You're a kraken. Surely a kraken. Uh, a kraken, you say? Yeah, like a giant squid. I just thought that if I said squid, he'd say octopus, and octopus, he'd say squid, and I'm not falling into that trap. I'm just going for the feature, boys. You're gobbling five of us in one go. You've got to be a big one. I reckon that's what this hastily scribbled word is at the end, but it's got a big line trailing off like a, that toilet graffiti when someone says, beam me up, Scotty, and the, the Y is really long because they're... Uh, they got beamed up when they were doing a shit, but that's not how being that's not how the transport beamed was working. Almost. You don't Star get Trek. dragged up very quickly, do you? No, no, you <laughs> don't. It's always annoyed me about that graffiti, <laughs> and now I'm annoyed with Alfred McClure. <laughs> <laughs> he was being dragged towards a torpedo tube. Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Well, he's legitimized so. it now. Beam oh, me yeah. to a torpedo tube, please, Scotty. <laughs> That explains what's going to be happening next week on the podcast. Yeah. How we're, exciting. We're going to, well, I wasn't aware that it was Clue Manor we were going to. I just thought, I assume he's licensed it out to the Cluedo Corporation. Uh, oh, he does, yeah, to make a yeah. bit of uh, bunts a bit on of the buck. side. That's how he affords all those officers' pins that he buys <laughs> off eBay. <laughs> I don't, Steve, explain yeah. to me what we're doing <laughs> apart from helping yeah. out looking after the manor for Clue so what we're actually doing mm. there's a new Cluedo board game coming mm. and it's um, I don't know what they've changed I bet you don't have a gun in it because that's not I uh, bet you don't have a gun in it uh, we're, going, we're going to a, a, a manor a manor mm. house uh, somewhere in, on the outskirts of London for a, uh, a murder mystery night to celebrate the launch of a new Cluedo board game. And we're going to record bits of it subject to approval. <laughs> I'm going to club someone to death with a candlestick holder, and it's going to be in, like, they can't... What crime could that possibly... The crime of joining in too much? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got into it. You did say it's immersive. One thing I like is that we are all going as a single Colonel Mustard. Yes. Which I, I think is fucking fit. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sexy. But I just, don't, I just don't know which way we're going to stack, whether it's upwards or three people in a really broad coat. I think we... We're not stacking diagonally. That wouldn't work. I think if we all stand back to back in a triangle and represent the different moods of Colonel Mustard, so if someone makes us angry, we have to spin round and it's Steve being furious. But if he's being a lugubrious Colonel Mustard, we spin round to log. <laughs> My red face cheering. <laughs> I asked for some extra guests, some regular features podcasting guests to be allowed to come mm. with me. And they're like, yeah, it's fine. We just don't have enough characters for everyone. So you're all going to have to be... Colonel Mustard. I didn't know you, uh, when you first got me incorporating this, I didn't know you'd got me in under the guise of a regular features person. I thought I was there as an absolute fraud who <laughs> didn't have any place being on a PR <laughs> a junket. So when the guy asked me for my work address, I bluffed and said, I can't, I, I can't give you my work address because um, I just won't have access to it over the weekend. Um, it just use my Gmail. That's how, that's <laughs> how emails I, work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I just didn't want him to look up for my email address. And I was, hang on, this is a pub. <laughs> and you think that the Cluedo people won't be able to figure that out, though? <laughs> <laughs>
The thing I think about this event we're going to is that we're, it would be just our luck if one of mm. us went and got killed at the Cluedo fun. Um, and I wanted to find out, A, who would get killed, and B, how they would be killed if it was one of us to be killed. Mm. So, I want to react to one of my friends getting killed. I don't, I, I don't want to not feel see it. Well... <laughs> This is the thing. I just wanted to make sure that we could be ready for one of us to be killed uh, and be ready to spot the signs of when we might be killed based on our different personalities. <laughs> and so what I did was I ran uh, what personality matrix or something through a computer and it spat back out how each of us would be killed if we were to be killed at this Cluedo night. And so I will read you what the computer has given me for each of us. So it says, Steve, reason for death, competence. It says, having set this whole thing up, Steve will be very keen to show the other feature boys that he is top mustard and will set about being incredibly diligent about solving the crime. He'll get out his junior detective's crime kit that he bought for just such an occasion and, despite asking for permission and being explicitly denied by the PR, will start spinning around on the spot, firing fingerprint dust and luminol around the room from two separate turkey basters, one in each hand. <laughs> He'll notice a load of fingerprints on a nearby TV remote and scream, A CLUE! And even though everyone will say TV remotes probably get loads of fingerprints on them, Steve, that's where fingers go... He'll be shakingly getting out his phone and saying, OK, Google, please can you scan these fingerprints using Google Lens? And even though everyone will then be saying, that's not how Google Lens works. They're not connected to the police database. And even though it's connected to Google Image Search now and it's functionally much worse, it's probably not what it does. It will come up with a match for just the normal shape of a fingerprint. And Steve will scream, <laughs> we got a match! <laughs> at this point everyone will have gotten bored and tried to find a canopy but just as they do steve will have turned on his head mounted black light he's been wearing this whole time and noticed that a nearby reverend green previously spattered with luminol has a huge stain on the back of his cassock blood steve will scream and tackle the reverend to the ground Everyone will try to pry Steve off of the horrified reverend, but he'll have wrapped his arms and legs around him and will keep shouting, We got him! We got him! Get the coppers! And it will be impossible to remove the limpet-like amateur sleuth from his prey. No one will call the coppers, and Steve will hiss through gritted teeth, Well, I'm not leaving this guy alone. And the group will agree that we'll just have to do the rest of the game with Steve clinging on to the reverend as if he's one of those big crabs you see on Twitter that hug bins. Two days, wait, two hours later, the Reverend will shamble into a bedroom, still, Steve still attached immovably to his torso. A gunshot will ring out, and Steve will tumble to the floor, now attached to a dead man. How did you work it out? will say the unmistakable voice of a Mrs. Peacock. How did you know I'd used the TV remote to kill my husband and that a bit of blood flew on the reverend's ass, who didn't notice my crime and also that my job is providing internet stock photos of fingerprints? Steve will grin, incredibly smug at being proven right that there was an actual crime at the murder mystery party. I guess you could call it natural intuit. Peacock will shoot Steve in the head and he will be dead. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Steve, look out. Don't be too competent, because mm. you will solve a real crime for which retribution will come. 
Log, on the other hand, it came out with this. Reason for death, <laughs> boredom. <laughs> I bet mine is just so much less dignified than that. <laughs> <laughs> Joe and Steve will be consumed with solving the murder mystery, but Log will run out of Shabley and just sort of wander off. As he wanders the halls, the paintings on the walls will become increasingly perverse. Constables the Haywain will give way to some Goya, which becomes George O'Keefe, which eventually becomes <laughs> which eventually becomes framed front covers of Razzle. Intrigued, Log will follow to see how depraved the art becomes before the face of a Professor Plum will poke out of a pantry. You a mustard? How many mustards are you? I'm one of three, but they're boring. Get in here, you need to see this, replies Plum. Log will bound through the door and find himself in pitch darkness. Suddenly, a single bulb will illuminate above him, and he'll see that 30 Mrs. Whites surround him in a circle, <laughs> chanting softly. What are you saying, says Log, unnerved, but not yet afraid. The Mrs. Whites get louder. They keep saying, feed the house, feed the house, feed the house. They're getting closer and closer as they say this, and Log looks above him to see if there's a way out of the circle. Eight Professor Plums are sitting on top of shelving units, swinging their legs like excited children, and they're chanting, Feed the house! Feed the house! <laughs> I don't understand, Log will shout. They removed Mrs. White from Cluedo entirely in 2016, replacing her with a more progressive depiction of Dr. Orchid. You shouldn't be allowed to be Mrs. White at this party. By this time, the circle of Mrs. White's will be directly around him, nudging each other softly but powerfully like impatient rock penguins, each trying to get as close as possible to Log. Eventually, they'll be in a pulsing bundle around him. Log is trapped, crushed by Mrs. White flesh that is no longer distinct humans but a single entity, a housemaid the size of a Citroen Berlingo, and just as heavy as if a Citroen Berlingo were to become a big load of flesh and crush you. Eventually, Log's head will just pop off like a champagne cork, and the Professor Plum who catches it will be the next one to get married. It's a beautiful tradition. That's so, Log's I didn't death. die of boredom. I, I, you I got bored, and it oh, led okay. you down <laughs> the road to death. Just That's don't get much bored. Better than just a just a kind of on a crippling on overtakes <laughs> me, and I just lie on the floor going, oh no, 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 no. You'd be fine if you did that, actually. So you could do that. And then for me, it says reason for death not applicable. Literally can't die. So. Sorry, guys. It's one of you. <laughs> this does bring me to the question, like, we are three mustards. Three mustards we. <laughs> <laughs> but are there multiple others? Like, would there be 30 Mrs. White singing about? Well, from people who've, who've been more bold with their requests for friends this is, to come along. <laughs> this is what I'm really excited by, because I want there to be, like fucking hundreds of people in this manner. We can barely walk past each other. We're all rifling through every single drawer in this events hub that they've rented out. Just like shoulder to shoulder, like in a mosh pit. Everyone's yeah. like passing around clues. It's like, we, And there's a mannequin body and everyone's just crushing it. Just Standing trying to get through it. his pockets. The second someone acts like they've found a clue, the whole sea of people just there's a real crush towards the clue. CCTV from outside and one of the walls just like buckles and bursts open in a flood of people in purple jackets. Falls out of plums. It. 
All just saying, clues, clues, clues. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to be a writhing mass of clue-hungry yeah. detectives. It's going to be great. Just marpling up and down the stairs. They've sent us all monocles. Are they yeah. monocles? They're... they're like magnifying glass pendants. Well, I'm going to wear it like a monocle, even if it renders me blind. <laughs> yeah. <I'm... laughs> I kind of assumed we'd all be doing exactly that. Just walking into doors, <laughs> trying to pick up glasses of champagne and just swatting the entire tray to the ground. <laughs> because your depth perception's fucked. Yeah. I'm going to be by the champagne tray saying, ah, the clue's at the bottom of one of these glasses. I, I can see it. <laughs> Sometimes it makes me quite annoyed I can only jiggle and spin Met a doctor who walked past Said he had a range of cures Recommended a podcast Said it was called Regular Features Gap Joe, my mind, Steve in my ear holes Hopeful miracles My heart going Boom, boom, boom Then they said Jelly boy, we're gonna Give you bones Yeah, some bones Hey, hi guys It's me, Wolf Blitzer The political pundit Who predicted the 1918 Pork belly collapse and went on to establish The Star Chamber what is the star chamber, you ask? It is a toilet in space, what I teleport to for to when I am full of old wets and need to piddle. My friend, Voodoo Ray, he says, Hey, Wolf! He says, and I say, no need to shout, Voodoo Ray, I'm right here. And Voodoo Ray says, Why you got to piddle in space? Just go in the teapot like King Charles. And I reply, build me a teapot on earth worthy of my thick, syrupy piss, and I will go piddles in it. And Voudouret replies, I can't build toilets. That's a very specialized skill. And I say back to him, you know what else is a specialized skill? And I push my nose up so I look like a piggy. And I say, doing the piggy face is a specialized skill. And I am the best at it. I got a medal for it off of Ronald Reagan. What I'm saying is I am sick of my stupid friend Voudouret. And I'm feeling like I have lost my Hollywood groove. Will you boys help me get my Hollywood groove back? Yeah. So, that's nice. <laughs> the enthusiasm from Joe. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm as excited as you are. <laughs> I was trying to be, like, coy. <laughs> so, I want you to tell me who I want to call out of my infinite Rolodex of my Hollywood pen pals. Anyone. We'll call anyone. I'm going to call them up now, live on the show. Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks it is. A find and replace has been done on the document. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now going to phone them using my brand new and extremely sticky phone. Oh my God, it feels so naughty on my fingertips. 
Oh, hi. Is that Tom Hanks? Yes, Wolf. It is definitely me, Tom Hanks. So nice to hear from you. Okay. Get this. It's me, Wolf Blitzer, from out of the American Constitution. I want to dance on the beach in Skegness, and you've got to watch. Well, because I am Tom Hanks, I've got a very packed calendar. But I'll see if I can squeeze you in. Mm, I'm busy too. No need to be weird about it. Well, how about Wednesday at 7.30? Yes, that's the only time I am free all year too. Let's ink it in right now. <laughs> oh boy, I cannot believe I'm going to meet Tom Hanks. I haven't seen anyone except that stupid Voodoo for two weeks. It's so strange how Hollywood has stopped calling me recently. I wonder if it is a celebrity emergency. No, they would have phoned me up to report on it. Anyway, no time to worry about that. It's Wednesday at 7 p.m. I've got to get to the beach. So, scene three, we're at the beach now. Oh, put the lime in the coconut, baby. It's time to... Oh, no. Voodoo Ray, what are you doing here? <laughs> Wolf Blitzer, it's me, Voodoo Ray. I know it's you, Voodoo Ray. How do you know I would be here? Hi, Wolf. Do you remember me? That is wild. How have you got Tom Hanks in your mouth? Oh, God. You didn't eat him, did you? That's not how voices work, you nincompoop. I changed all the numbers in your phone to my number so that whenever you call anyone, it is me who answers. Mm, but that doesn't make sense. How would you know who I had called? That's easy. When you phone someone, you always say, Hello, is that Lulu? Or, Hello, is that Bob Hoskins? Your politeness was your undoing. So all I have to do is say, Hello, yes, Wolf. It is definitely Bob Hoskins. So glad to hear from you. But what about all the calls I receive from the Hollywood Pundit Commissioners? Tee hee, check your call settings, Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> <coughs> well, you might gasp. I have never gasped so hard in all my life as Hollywood's political go-to boy. Gasp again, Wolf Blitzer. It is life to me when you gasp like this. All of my calls, they are set to divert to... Who are they diverting to, Wolf? Voodoo Ray! That is right, and every time I get a call from Hollywood, I say my name's Wolf Blitzer, and I'm a little poopoo boy. Gasp! I had to say gasp because last time when I tried to gasp, it made me cough. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you can do it. You just... <laughs> Scene four, Hollywood HQ. Knock, knock. Knock. I now call together the 435th regular meeting of the Hollywood elite. Thank you, brethren, for attending today. Brother Secretary, can you read the minutes of our last meeting for our superstar approval? Thank you, Brother Bob Hoskins. Our last meeting was entirely taken up by the emergency matter of a member of the public meeting Tom Cruise on Grinder. Tom Cruise said that it is an honest mistake because someone had smiled at him and he was worried it was the smile that kills you from out of the film. So he was looking for a grin doctor. What a well-constructed joke. Yes, he made it seem really effortless. A direct setup to a satisfying payoff. And what news of the nation's favourite pundit? I've got a wolf-shaped pundit hole in my news bussy and it needs blitzing. Brother Bob Hoskins, if I may. You have the floor, Brother Ricky Gervais. I called Wolf Blitzer only this morning and he informed me that he couldn't talk because he was... A little poo-poo boy? 
Well, that does not sound like the Wolf Blitzer I know. I thought so too, but it did sound a bit like him. And the full sentence was, I'm Wolf Blitzer and I'm a little poo-poo boy. I respect his honesty, but we can't have little poo-poo boys pontificating on matters of national import. Remote, revoke, revoke his opinion license until further notice. I will remotely revoke his opinion license, <laughs> for sure. Knock, knock, knock. It is, it is done. done. Scene five, which I have called, oh no, wolf. <laughs> oh no, Hollywood has sent me a crow. My opinions are certainly those of a common dog, Bob. That is what it means when Hollywood sends you a crow. Why would you do this to Wolf Voodooray? Because, because I love you. And I wanted to ruin your life so you would love me back. Oh, wow. Because I only hated you and wanted you out of my life because I loved you and I thought you didn't love me. I assumed as much because I'm deranged and toxic. Oh, me too. Oh, my God. Let's kiss real hard and adopt ten... Bonky children. <laughs> it's a what about me, Tom Hanks? Can I get in on this? You can touch anything below the waistline. That is your domain, Tom Hanks. I we present you an ankle, Hankle. <laughs> <laughs> get off my bomb, Tom. <laughs> get to the ankles, Hankle. <laughs> There's got to be 50 ways to kiss both Blitzer. The best things in life are free. But my favorite comes out of a bee. I want honey. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. The queen gives me such a thrill. But it's out of drones the syrup spills. I want honey. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, buzz, buzz. What with Zim being positioned as a multiversal villain who just craved the touch now, mm-hmm. him being. Wolf being excluded from Hollywood. All the pieces are moving together for the end game. This is why you start- well, I mean, I'm sure we... Actually, we should really talk about it. Uh, that you've started a very soon-to-be-incredibly comprehensive feature encyclopedia crowdsourced by bees, from bees. Yes, um, I... You know, I, I got a bee in my bonnet, and when I think of a project that sticks in my craw... That's my. Where is your craw? I gestured to my head, and when yeah. you say something sticks in your craw, it's not in your gone through your temple and into your brain, has it? I think a, I think a craw is a is like a gizzard. Is it the same as mm. a gizzard? Oh, I know a craw dad is um kind of lobster. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I just looked up what craw is and got an answer that confuses me even more. It just says <coughs> the crop of a bird or insect. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Riding crops? You can't ride Crop. insects. Oh, that's where they make the milk, right? Pigeons make milk from their crop. What? What? What are you talking How about? How did they use that milk? To feed their babies, baby pigeons. <gasps> Pilk! Oh, it's... Pigeon milk! <laughs> yes, Don't think it'll milk. take off, Steve. <laughs> With vitamin bird. Vitamin bird! <laughs> <laughs> Packed with complex bird vitamins. 
Yeah, but anyway, what I did was I was just um, wanting a catalogue of the regular features things. I did the first six episodes and I thought, I know, I'm going to make it into a gamified thing that everyone can do. But it's a game you are winning so, so far. heavily. <laughs> yes, because if you give information, you win pollen points. And I'm going to open a pollen shop soon where you can trade in your pollen points for favours. <laughs> this is the thing. You have to see this shit to believe it. Like, every single part of signing up for an account on this thing is a joke. Like, as in an actual funny joke, not like, uh, this is a joke. <laughs> He's taking us all for fucking uh, Logging in has a little joke. Uh, yeah, it's very, very good. Um, I don't know if, are we allowing bee, uh, non, non-beehive bees to sign up yet? Well, the thing is, anything anyone does is completely reversible. Mm-hmm. If anyone comes in and tries to fuck it up, I'll just click the nuke button on their name and everything will just go back. You're really good at this. Wow. But, but... I'm not sure how unhackable it is, so that's probably, be- <laughs> yeah. probably best to keep it to the trustworthy hive for now. Use a unique password on this website. Oh no, it's properly hashed. You are, your passwords are not stored in plain text. I'm not. I can that see bad. them written down behind you, log. They're on a piece of paper that's, next that's to your my IKEA drawer. Whiteboard, and it's always behind me when I record video. <laughs> it is an entire site written in Comic Sans, so it feels like that's an easy way to hack. I don't know, it just feels like it gets easier to hack if it's written in Comic Sans. It's actually item from the Google font site. I wanted a playful thing that bees would write in. I think it should be open to as many people as possible, because as well as being, a, being able to contribute to the featurepedia, uh, it's also just a great resource to, to look at and read. Mm. Well, that's, that's fun. We would... We're going to have a week of debugging so far because the the privileged bees in the Discord um, are going are finding things that don't work right. So maybe we'll declare that at the end of next week's episode. Didn't Gav um, send you your first bug, which was if you put your name in as Gav, it doesn't work. I knew he'd try. <laughs> that was me throwing down caltrops for Gav. <laughs> it's going to be a fascinating psychological experiment on people like where do they go what pollen do they earn because every episode is a hexagonal cell in a beehive right and you are a bee there's, fi- there's five hives <laughs> you can go into a cell and that's an episode and you can fill in details about that episode to get your pollen counter yes and as you fill up the cell with pollen it becomes honeyfied and colored in and then you can move on to another cell mm. and yes it does it goes the color of honey the more information is in there yeah <laughs> the fo- i mean it's it's a pretty robust system and I, <laughs> I, I i don't see any any corner of it that you haven't thought about <laughs> i love also the me and log were talking talking about this beforehand the fact that some people can well that anyone i should say can add uh, recurring themes um and the recurring themes that are being added already are already blowing my mind. Like, one of them is just Johnny Chiodini, which now, <laughs> by saying that, is part of that theme. <laughs> we have to add it now. Um, it's just, I, I love, I'm delighted at the idea of watching people pulled out. Like, like, wasn't there a period, Steve, where we kept writing features that had the word bean in them? And we kept, like, wasn't there one time where we both wrote bean features in one yeah. week? Yeah, uh, that's yeah. a recurring theme. When we write the same, basically the same features, yeah. accidentally. Ac- yeah, like, <laughs> like terrifying synchronicity should definitely mm. be one of the recurring themes. <laughs> that's one of the things that I wanted, the, is the whole thing, like, if you just want to 
I just want to listen to every Squash the Journey episode, but I can't find them. Mm. Now you can just click on Squash the Journey, or you will be able to once those lazy bees have got their fingers out of their stingers. Props. (laughs) Yes. Well, if you'd like early access to, what are we calling it? The Featurepedia so far. The Featurepedia. Featurepedia. The Bee Encyclopedia. The Free Encyclopedia. (laughs) The Bee (laughs) Encyclopedia. If you'd like early access, if you want to take part in this experiment, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us by donating an amount of your choosing. That gets you access to the Beehive, which is not the Featurepedia. It's a different thing. It's a Discord chat room. It's exclusive to Patreon supporters. If you're in the Hive, send me a message and I'll send you the link to log into the Featurepedia. What else do you get? Oh, you also get a bloody bee name. What? What? You're still doing that? (laughs) I almost forgot that's one of your other benefits. This is the um, 103rd episode in which we have given out bee names. Really? We, we missed 100 episodes of bee names. A real cause for celebration and alarm. <laughs> Boys, could you please give a bee name to the following new patrons? Mm. Please give a bee name to Cat Gillespie. Let's avoid the obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My crop is full of pollen. <laughs> I still don't know what a fucking crop is, but apparently insects have them. So that's what's happening. Please give a bee name to David Armstrong. Why is my toast walking along the tabletop? Oh, there's bees underneath it. (laughs) (laughs) What lovely cartoon image. (laughs) The disappointed oh. Not like a, oh, there's bees underneath it. Oh, Oh. there's bees underneath it. Yeah, so I think it's got to be full full stop after oh. Oh. My toast is walking on. Is that common bee behaviour? No. Well, really, maybe yeah, you put your toast on the bees and they're right. trying to get out. They'd have no choice. Yeah. They'd have, have no name. choice. <laughs> <laughs> We've got no choice. Please give a bee name to Michael Fincham. Thick wingspan. Ooh, nice. Is that with two C's, yeah? Yeah, thick with two C's and wingspan with four N's, wherever you want to put them. <laughs> but not where you think. That, man, I'm not a huge fan of She-Hulk, but the not where you think joke has really stuck in my head. A bee name, please, for Samuel Cousins. Unrepentant hive criminal. Very good. Yeah, this is there's layers of storytelling there. Yeah, he's a recidivist. He's ne- he'll never learn his lesson. But he's very charming. And finally, please give a bee name to Fraser McLennan. Toss salad and scramble bees. <laughs> They're stinging again. Wonderful. If you'd like your own bee name, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out. If you want to take part in Log's Featurepedia experiment before it launches, get a sneak peek and get your pollen in early. Get your oh, little Log, squid you, beak inky. Can you add like an investment mechanic where there's a pollen bank that has a return on interest? So oh. if you invest some of your pollen, mm. then in the long haul, you can sort like you can game the market and stuff. And then we'll have Ooh. like a tie the pollen interest rates to the Bank of England interest rates. Oh, I was just thinking that if there was a week where everyone said the B names were bad, we'd see a crash. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about letting people 
purchase pollen points now instead of actually earning them. Cut to next week and we've just launched a bee-themed <laughs> poker website. <laughs> <laughs> Called Featurepedia for no reason that's obvious to anyone. <laughs> we are bought by Betfred. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Love you. Joe doesn't love you. I do. No. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features.